And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Oh, beautiful me, you've got all that I need. Dimpsey hits Davin Fay. Anthony Finnerty comes in and gives him a touch of the elbow. Colm Kyle hitting Finnerty. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners and welcome to another We Are Mead podcast brought to you by David Brisbane and Mickey Brennan. And uh, Davey, uh, again, another week gone by, another week closer hopefully to the end of lockdown and hopefully another week closer to getting back training on the field. Because I have to say, while I'm enjoying the Zoom sessions and circuit training and all that, uh, the running is not going so well for me. Um, I hate running on roads and all that malarkey. Um, give me a football and I'll run for for days. But you know, it's like giving a man a fish. Yeah, I was just thinking. About that. <laughs> 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 but uh, yeah, yeah, it's been uh, it's 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 it is tough. But I really, I like, I have to say, I am really enjoying the Zoom sessions with the lads. Yeah, we're we're at uh, we're at something similar as well. We're doing Pilates um, with Queen Gibney <laughs> out there from Karen Ross. No, like it's it's a, and I know you'd laugh, but like it's it's core workouts essentially, and like it's tough. And that's the first reaction when you say it to people, Jesus. But like you'd feel it the next day. Like last week, it was kind of it was all, all your upper arms, and up until maybe Thursday or Friday, we did it Tuesday. It was really tough, but it was just something to mix it up, like because. It's the fact you can give lads a workout and you can say, right, lads, do this and do that. But when you get them onto the Zoom, at least you know who's who and who's there and if they're doing it or not. And obviously with the running as well mixed in, it's just trying to keep it fresh and keep trying to mix it up, you know, Mickey, because we have to try and improvise individually with what we're doing at the minute um, instead of the usual collective slogan in January and February. Yeah, really, just as you said. And, and do you know what? Like, uh, the plot is like when I would have been playing county all those many years ago, we would have been doing Pilates and uh, and the likes at the time. And it's unbelievable for your injury prevention and stuff. So, um, yeah, and, and it's something that, like, while if you're going to start it, there's no point in just, you know, we'll do that this the, because it's lockdown. You need to continue that on and maybe do that in conjunction with training and lads should be doing their own types of bladders and building up their core strength and uh, the whole time, you know, like, and, and it is really good for injury prevention, but um, yeah, interesting. Um, we didn't go down the bladders route, so we didn't just yet, but um, you know, we, we'll, uh, you never know. We'll, we'll, we'll work on that later on, but uh, Davey, I suppose as well as that, um, try to keep yourself entertained and, Lockdown, lockdown three is 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 uh, is not easy. Um, but uh, you, what have you been watching on the TV lately? I've actually been watching some great stuff on Netflix now the last few weeks because I went through a bit of a lull before Christmas. I watched some great stuff in the first lockdown, and then just everything seemed to kind of dry up that way. So uh, the 
Cheat has been very good. I don't know if you've seen it. And The Night Stalker, I know that's been a big one on Netflix recently as well. That's excellent. But at the minute, I've started watching Kingdom. Um, it's about a mixed martial arts fighters, I suppose. But that's not really the, the only kind of story behind it. They're the three things that I'm watching and I'm absolutely thrilled with them. I think they're class. What about you? I, are you, are you like, is, is Love Island uh, <laughs> not yeah. on at the minute? Love no, Island no, no. <laughs> Love Island is summer, unfortunately. Uh, no. So. I've seen a Love Island USA or something on at the minute. So there is. Oh, no I, wouldn't, I, I, no, I wouldn't really be into that. I think it's very hard to listen to the Americans at the best of times and the Love <laughs> Island people are that bit extra dramatic anyway. <laughs> so if you add that to the Americans, no, I'm I'm grand. I'm happy enough for what I'm watching. <laughs> yeah, I um in this lockdown, I haven't really been watching too much. Um, I'm trying to think. Um, no, does I haven't been watching any series or anything like that. So uh, I've just been. I got I, I I've got a um a streaming device, and uh, I've been watching a little bit more football and stuff like that mm. uh, recently, and uh, had the joy of coming home today uh, to the house to. Watched the Man City Man City Liverpool game, and um, well, after watching the rugby, the Irish. Did you watch the Ireland rugby game today with Wales? Yeah, uh, Jesus. Like, I I just said it to the Irish after the game. I just came out. and I was like, two bad teams. Like, and to be fair, Wales were just as bad as Ireland, if not worse. Like, what? Come here. Did you watch Scotland as well last night? No. I I I listened to some of that game. Yeah. So, like, two things, and I actually seen a tweet. Uh, it could have been by Ross White in Retoth, and he put up this evening, and I actually thought, geez, this, this makes sense. He was like, don't try and tell me that there's any great tactics or thinking behind rugby. Because <laughs> Scotland, right, when they were beating England for the first time in 38 years last night in Twickenham, it was in the last minute. They had possession, and they decided to go for a drop. <laughs> for a drop goal. And just <laughs> gave the possession back. Today, uh, Wales against, or sorry, yeah, Wales against us, last minute again, they had the ball comfortable enough, just going through the phases, and they decided to play this little grubber kick through and literally gave us possession. And you're kind of looking at it, what are they at like? Do you know if that's if that's a GA game, like for example, the dubs in the last minute and they're four or five points up, what did they do? They hold on to the ball and the time is gone. Like there's two big games and two really tight games today and yesterday, and you see this sort of idiotic play, and oh, it's I don't know, I just then- thought it was shocking. And then Billy Burns, <laughs> and then, like no, no offense to the poor chap, but like he's he's what thirty meters, uh, thirty meters from the end line, and all he has to do is kick the ball wide, mm. right? You don't, as in, do you know what I mean? You, you're kicking the ball. The, the, the man they needed there to kick that ball was me. Like you know, <laughs> Mickey, Mickey, go for a goal there, go for a goal. It goes out over the uh, sideline, you know. Uh, <laughs> There's no doubt about it. Like that's going over the sideline, and it's probably going right beside the corner flag. The amount of times people have said to me, "You'd hit the corner flag quicker than you'd hit the net." <laughs> so I think I I miss my calling in life. But he went to kick it for a touch, and yeah. and he and and he, he didn't just miss. Oh, he, he <laughs> and there he went between the posts. But yeah, that, like that. Sorry, that was another thing that just summed it up. And. To be fair, like he's an English fella, twenty six or twenty seven years of age, playing for Ireland, and like I, I, I wouldn't know rugby all that well, Mickey. But from what I, what I'm led to believe is there's better, um, backup number tens, you know, behind Sexton out there than him, and he just had a shocker, you know, putting a couple out in the full just before that as well, and oh, it, it just yeah, it just kind of summed things up, I think, didn't it? 
Yeah, no, no, another thing, um, and I've been saying this for a while, but I haven't really had the balls to come out and you know really put it out there in in, in the public domain. But is Johnny Sexton made of porcelain? Um, I've never seen a man to get so so many injuries. So He's many a wonderful, like so, like honestly, like what is like? I just is he is he made a papier mache or something like that? It just it's it like. I, I keep watching the games and I keep getting frustrated because he's a, like he's a wonderful kicker yeah. and he's a really really good kicker of the ball, but tackles wise, like he can't be given the ball going into a tackle because he's going to get injured or he's going to get concussed. He is is he soft? Is that would that be the right term to use? I, Can I, I don't say know. That? It, it seems to be concussion like the whole time, and he very rarely plays the eighty minutes. And the, the boys were just saying that before the game started today that he had to play the eighty minutes. Like Ireland needed him to be on the pitch for the eighty minutes. And but is it that good? Like that they need him? Well, see, else that can. Well, that there's can probably not. Well, there's clearly not. <laughs> you know, because when you look at Burns coming on, but I mean, back like we always probably. We're fortunate enough in that pos- in that position with O'Gara, and then Sexton came onto the scene, and then behind Sexton, you'd always have somebody like Madigan who could come in and do a decent job as well. But nowadays, it doesn't look like that. I mean, why? If he surely, if he wore a scrum cap, would that not help? Well, that's what I was wondering. Like, or can you not wear a scrum cap if you're not in a scrum? Because I've seen, I've so seen, many... no, no, I've seen other players wearing scrum caps in the in the back. Yeah, probably wouldn't look well on them. That's the only thing. Um, probably affect his. T- Tan or whatever. Uh, yeah, so I got to I got to watch the, the Ireland rugby match and be frustrated as hell at some of the mistakes that were made on both sides. Like it was just, and then there was a couple of uh, phases where they were just kicking the ball over and back to each other, and nobody could find touch. And I was just like, going, like I, re- I I I'm not messing. I really did miss my calling in in in, in life because I I would have been ideal for kicking the ball over the sidelines <laughs> and making it bounce as well before it went over the sideline. Talk about a complete miss kick. But then I had the joy of watching Man City demolish Liverpool. Um, and uh, I, I, I'm part of a good few WhatsApp groups that, you know, there's a lot of Liverpool supporters um, would be um, in. And uh, it was, it was, it's grand. My, my, my phone is very quiet this evening. So, um, yeah, did you watch the Liverpool game, Liverpool Man City? I did. Yeah, like uh, we were just talking about this off air, and neither of our clubs had great results over the weekend. I think it's fair to say, but yeah. you can always rely on Liverpool to cheer you up on a Sunday evening when all else goes wrong. And uh, you know, thankfully they did that. I mean, they're just they're they're gas because we all take abuse and like look at I support Arsenal, so I I I'm well well used to it, but you live with it and then when you try and give the bit back they don't just seem to get it and they don't just seem to take it and sometimes it turns personally and oh they're they're just they're a different breed altogether mickey i think aren't they ah look they've uh in fairness to them they had an awful chip on their shoulder for quite some time and you know it was probably you know winning the, the the premiership for the first time last year i know people will say like they've won the top division loads of times and they have but like since the name was changed to the Premier yeah. Division that was something that was eluding them and they did win it and it has calmed them down a little bit alright it's alright it's calmed down calmed down but it has calmed them down a little bit and uh, look they've been absolutely decimated with injuries and whatever to, to their main players this year and whatever like they still have a great squad they shouldn't be crying about the squad they have um, that they're missing players but Man City you know they're, they're just after turning the screw 10 wins on the trot so um, unfortunately, we're not talking about 
All County Football League or Allianz Football League and three games on the trot and four games on the trot, Davy. But the sooner that comes back, the better. Because between the rugby and the soccer, I'm getting very bored of watching the television because it's nothing. It's not a patch on a junior B or a junior C game of football. No, I, I do love, usually the GA weekend would revolve around a Saturday night game and it's pissing rain outside and it's freezing and it's a Saturday night game under the lights from, from Division 1 someplace. And then Sunday morning, you gen- generally go out and you might have a league game at 11 o'clock and then you're into Park Talton for two or a half for a mid game then and it's just a perfect weekend. Um, yeah. you know, and and you fair enough, you watch a bit of soccer on Saturday and the bit on the Sunday evening, but it's all centered around GA. And uh, look, I, I don't think we're all that far from it. Like, there's talk that you know, late, late April, you'd imagine it's probably going to get the green light, providing everything lifts in March. And um, I know they'll need sufficient time to, to go back into their camps and do their bit of training because, like, like ourselves in clubs, they'll need their you know, pre season and everything like that. But I'm sure they're working hard themselves on their own and. You know, they'll be raring to go because although they've had, um, it's only December since they stopped playing, they've had a sustained break, whereas normally they'd be back in before Christmas in a normal year after, you know, the year finishing in September for counties. So they've they've had probably two, they go to two, three months now off or by the time things will roll around, they will have had. So hopefully the hunger from a mean point of view is, is back and, Granted, we didn't finish the year all that well last year, Mickey, but I, I'm sure the lads will be chomping at the bit and raring to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, fair enough, the, the end of the year didn't go too well, too, too well uh, as in the final game, but I thought that they showed an awful lot of promise. Um, and, you know, they did have a good Leinster campaign up until that Leinster final. So we do hope um, that they get back on the horse and have that hunger, as you said. Um, yeah, a lot of uh, a lot of teams are getting that big break. Two two counties didn't get that break. Down in Cork, they've been training away, as we all know. They're getting in a little bit of trouble over that. But um, uh, David, we've big snow apparently on the way this week, and that for me always I, I always look forward to, the, to to that one big spell of bad weather because it usually means the end of winter. And that, you know, things are going to pick up after that. Weather is going to start to warm up a little bit gradually. So I'm kind of looking forward to getting this snow that, it's, that the beast from the east over us this week. Yeah, I actually can't wait. I love snow, Mickey. I really, really love it. I, like, I'm, I'm such a child at heart that way. And I've been kind of, it, since the first it, it, murmurs it brings, of... It brings out your, your fake tan much better. You know, the white against <laughs> the white. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know what? It it I'm seriously. I need a sun holiday. Uh, but no, I I actually love it. I, I love getting out and it's really fresh. It's great to go for a walk and great to have the crack in. Um, and and probably similar to that, it's the last kind of blowout of the bad weather, isn't it? Really, like the last time we had it in 2018, it was March time. This year, it's looking like it's going to be February. I've been following it like a hawk for the last number of days, and it seems like we're going to get bits of it between now and. Wednesday but by all accounts it looks like Thursday for the entire country whatever we are going to get substantial is going to arrive on Thursday so yeah let it let it snow and to be honest which it's a great source of anyone that's not abiding by the rules to keep them in the house and they can't actually go any place then so <laughs> I'd say the the HSE and um, uh, you know Neffet and everybody and the government they'll all be thrilled with this snow <laughs> yeah we'll have our lowest numbers of the whole year and <laughs> um, so we will during the, during the snow outbreak but um yeah, we're looking forward to that. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip-top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there. The neighbours are now looking. 
Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 uh, just to let you know, on our Loyal Royals podcast over the last couple of weeks, Davey did do an interview with uh, Rory O'Connor from Rory Stories, but more importantly, he's from Dunmore Ashburn. And again, this week, Davey is going to be doing a huge interview with the one and only Tommy Rooney. And again, he's from off the ball, but more importantly, and he will st- definitely say this, more importantly, he is from Meath Hill. Um, and, uh, you know, it, 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 I wonder what it's like to be from Mead Hill because you've got everything all in one. You've got Mead and you've got Mead Hill all in the one name. So it's it's fairly easy for anybody to know where you're from when you're when you're from Mead Hill. Yeah, yeah, they're they're a very unique club and a very unique bunch of people, but uh, they're extremely proud where they come from as well. And they obviously hug that Cavan Monaghan border as well. Um but but they're they're really passionate GA people first and foremost and I suppose Tommy would be the what would you say the poster boy of Mead Hill and he really has put him <laughs> on the map in recent years with his uh, oh would Dunnick not have something to say about that uh, as well he would but realistically it, it's Tommy you know um, well we'll have to do an interview with Dunnick as well so we will well, just Dunnick has actually sent in an Instagram interactive for Tommy which we won't reveal <laughs> yet but it, it's a good one so yeah you look forward to that one yeah absolutely that'll be absolutely brilliant um, he's, he's always entertaining I love Tommy Rooney and I love listening to off the ball when he's on it. Um, and I love the crack between him and Owen Sheen and the lads when that, that whole meat Kerry thing. And, uh, you know, the, the, there was a spat on, on, uh, on Twitter all week where Tommy was uh, looking to get the 2001 uh, All-Ireland semi-final, uh, the video of that game between Mead and Kerry where, you know, that's one that we will never forget. Um, and we'll never let Owen Sheehan and the likes of uh, all those Kerry lads forget it either. Um, and also on our um, Loyal Royals podcast this week, we have our 10 best series continuing. And this week it is the turn of Kilmainham GFC. They're in Kells, and one of the three clubs obviously there in Kells. And uh, uh, Davey, again, um, you know, you, you'd have great ties to Kilmainham out there and you'd know an awful lot of the lads. I know a few and uh, yeah, what a club. Yeah, unbelievable club, you know, and they've made huge strides in recent years as well. And, you know, for so many years they've been starved to success, but they're, I suppose, their community ethic, it, it, it is a lot more than a GA club out there. And you, you kind of see it with some of these small rural clubs on the outskirts of big towns that they, you know, they, they just have this community um, bond with the people and, and they extend a lot wider but they've produced some absolutely tremendous footballers as well not just in the last 10 years but in their history as well and um, they obviously had a brilliant run last year to the intermediate semi-final and they'll be looking to go again with Rusty Tiernan back at the helm this year Yeah they will indeed and uh, another uh, great podcast to uh, whet the appetite there on our Loyal Royals podcast coming out this week um, Davy, moving on anyway um, before we go to our lotto and our Instagram interactive segments um, we did have a, an email in and we did have a, a, it's due to I suppose something that's going on there on Twitter um, where Davy, you got a new poster for the wrist bin um, and uh, good man Aaron Ennis uh, did up a lovely framed picture for you of the 2014 um 
final replay team that uh, took on Dunboyne in the Junior Championship uh, back in 2014. And I have to say, it looks absolutely fabulous. It's a, it's a brilliant um, a bit of memorabilia to have. And it's got your full path to the final and your quarterfinal and your final, who you beat and the whole lot. But while, while it's absolutely fabulous, We've we've had an email in um, from a discerning listener to the podcast, you know, who who just wants to bring up the fact that you know there was a you, you won that game by a point or was it was it, sorry was it the was it the drawn final that uh, there was a point that never was and uh, it should have been counted for them by. Oh, it's the first I've heard about it to be honest with you, okay, and, uh, okay. and I haven't seen anything to persuade me otherwise now at this stage. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Um, well, look, um, Conor O'Donoghue from um, from Dunboyne has been in contact. He did send us a link to a video of the point that never was. Uh, unfortunately, the file format that he sent it in was not compatible, or there was, yeah, there was some was issue with it. There was, so, there was some issue with it. But you're under the you're of the belief that the, the file actually doesn't exist at all. That's that's why we can't play the video. Yeah, well, uh, I was blowing uh, Killarney last year for the Mead game and um, I was uh, assaulted in a beer garden by two Dubois players. <laughs> uh, I won't name them, but they were Mickey Dunn and, and Stephen Moran. Um, and uh, they, they're still extremely bitter about this. And we, we don't, I, I can't even remember, to be fair. Um, but I do think that the point in question um, or, or the not point, whatever way you want to look at it, came in the first final replay. But even at that, Mickey, like regardless of if if it was allowed or if it wasn't allowed, the fact of the matter is there were three points up going into injury time, and you know we we uh, riddled off three points in quick succession to get ourselves a replay, and we were far from our best the first day, probably nerves, etc. But I think the Boyne had their chance and uh, just didn't take it on the day, unfortunately. But his argument is that they did actually take it, that they took their score and the score wasn't given. But uh, yeah, the, the, look, the, 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 the battle rages on. And until I get that, uh, that um, little bit of uh, a video from uh, Conor O'Donoghue, I'll, I'll, have to, I'll have to just err on the side of caution and say, look, I don't know whether it was a point or not, but the officials may have got it right. And when I get the video then I can confirm that the officials got it wrong and that uh, Dunboyne were robbed of their junior championship final in 2014. Davey, on that as well, that's the second poster you got done up um, for the wrist spin out there um, in Corton. And fabulous piece. Um, absolutely brilliant. And if anybody else hasn't seen it, go on to Davey Rispin's um, Twitter page and you'll see it. It is. It's a beautiful, uh, it's a beautiful thing to have. And, um, you know, y- you'll fill that room with uh, 2014 memories. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm going to get another one drawn up, 10 by 10. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, I look at it, it was, it was actually something I spotted because Aaron, uh, Aaron Ennis out in Longwood there uh, did one for their own success in 2018. And I, I thought, geez, it looks well. And it's a, it's a little bit different to the one that I got done already, you know. So um, I said I'd, I'd give him the bit of business because he's a, he's, a, he's a great lad, is Aaron. And I'm sure anybody else out there in the GA world in Mead that, that would be interested in getting something similar done, maybe yourselves out in Simonstown or someplace else, give Aaron a shout and I'm sure he'd be delighted to, to do up something for you. 
Yeah, absolutely. So um, you'll find them on, the best way to do it is if you are looking for something like that, any sort of memorabilia, GA memorabilia, you'd be able to do something up for you. Go on to Davey's page, his Twitter page, or I'd say it's on Facebook as well, and it's probably on his uh, Instagram. It's actually it's probably, it's probably everywhere at this stage, so it's probably his posters <laughs> up in the shop. But um, yeah, if you go on to it and see it, and see what you think, and then if, if it's something that you'd like to get, or if you have an idea, go to Aaron Ennis, because he's tagged in it, and you'll be able to um, get something similar done up. Uh, moving on, Davey, we're going to do the Lotto Roundup. Of course, the reason why we do the Lotto Roundup every week is because we support as many lottos as possible out there throughout the county. And if we're not supporting your lotto, let us know and uh, we will jump on it because that is something that we try to do is support any of the online lottos that are still continuing to go because without the clubs, we don't have anything. So, Yeah, first one up, Mickey, is from Dunshockland and Royal Gales. They had no winner. their are 13,000 uh, jackpot last Monday night, um, but they had three match, three winners getting 70 euro each. We weren't one of them, unfortunately. Their next draw takes place tomorrow night, Monday. At 8p, 8.30pm, live on Facebook, they have a reserve built up of 7,600, but their lotto is capped at 13,000, so it will stay at that. Manalvi's is another one that's capped at 10,000, this one. They have a reserve, which increases to 3,800 for this Monday night, and you can play that one at manalvigfc.ie. Drumbara, this is the big one, Mickey. Drumbara Emmett's GFC results. Get in! Come on! There was no jackpot of the €1,400 jackpot. However, there was five 30 euro winners who were John Canny, the Burden family, Emma Louise Hart, Anne Baugh, and the fifth one was We Are Mead. The We Are Mead team getting off the mark with €30. And it's huge celebrations yeah. um, out there. And uh, the Drabar one includes, increases to €1,500 this week. And it can be viewed live on Drums TV. I tell you, the pubs were lucky they were closed when we when we got that news, Davey, because we weren't realistic. I'd say we'd still be in the pub today if uh, if there was a pub open when, when our name was pulled out of that. With a big check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Next one is Slay and GFC, and their €5,200 jackpot was not won, which means €25 Euro was added to that one to make it 5225 for this week. Um, you can play that one on the Club Force app. Drumcondra GFC, 7300 Theirs takes place on Tuesday nights, and it can be played via Smart Lotto. My own Cortown GFC, €5,400. It takes place every night, every Friday night, not every night, uh, live on Facebook at 10pm. And we've also got the Trolley Dash as well, which we're picking out winners of every week in addition to. So by playing our lotto, you're actually in the hat to be picked out for our Trolley Dash. There's going to be another four names picked out between now and the 12th of March. All will go into the grand finale of winning a a, a two-minute trolley dash in a super value near you. Um, the next one is from Gail Column-Kill and Alan Tormey sending me on their one, which is capped at 12,000 as well. Still hasn't been won, though. Um, their next takes place every single Thursday night. Screen GFC, 10,000 as well, and theirs takes place on a Sunday evening. You can play that at screengfc.ie. Trabara, um I think David's just sending me again, but it is 1,500 every Monday night, live at 9 p.m., Kilmainham GFC, their neighbours, 4,300 every Monday night and you can play online through Club Force. And the last one that I have on my list is Navin O'Mahony's 
every single Tuesday at 9pm. Their jackpot is currently at 13,700. And sorry, one more, Mickey, before I move on. And it's the biggest one in the county, to the best of my knowledge. Minolte is back. Minolte GFC, their next one takes place this day week, Sunday, the 14th of February, with an unbelievable jackpot of 15,000. 15 grand, Mickey, up for grabs in the Minolte GFC lotto, which is back next Sunday. So get your entries in for that one. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll be straight into that one as well. We've one left, Davy, that we want to do. It's from Centralston. Centralston lotto was 8,500 next Monday, the 8th of February. Um, and the draw takes place every Monday. There was five, there'll be five lucky dip winners of 25 euro each if it's not one of them. The maximum jackpot is 10,000 and it reverts back to 1,000 if it's one. The lotto can be done online uh, using their smart lotto account. Thanks to Declan Kinsler for letting us know that. Um, so, Davey, that's all our lottos. And hopefully, you know, that's the start of things to come for us. Um, our name was pulled out this week. And, you know, hopefully that's, that's, that's just the beginning of it. And um, once they start, once we win one, you know, they're just all going to roll in behind us. And uh, yeah, we're looking forward to it. Don't let winter take hold of your garden. Blow away those pesky leaves with Husqvarna blowers and keep that lawn in tip top shape all year with Husqvarna Automower. Don't stop there, the neighbours are now looking. Keep those hedges low with a Husqvarna hedge trimmer. Watch your neighbours turn green with envy as you keep your garden looking immaculate all year round. P.O.R. Coyne & Sons, your local Husqvarna dealer, have the full Husqvarna range of garden products. Visit us in-store at Clonard County Meath or call us on 046 955 1910. Uh, Davey, moving on to our Instagram interactive. Yeah, first one is from uh, Tom O'Connor, a usual suspect, and he says, club team of the championship up next with the same rules, please. Well, yeah, well, that is that is exactly what um, Juicy O'Connor, that was his suggestion. And um, so we have to do that. Um, it's so funny. I, I, I've been thinking about the stress that that team put us under for that week and then to find out just before we recorded it that we had completely misread uh, what Juicy O'Connor was asking us to do. But Tom O'Connor is ex- quoting exactly what Juicy O'Connor wants us to do. And we will be doing that. We'll probably do that midweek and uh, uh, over the next week and record it next weekend. So it'll be the team of the club championship 2020 with a maximum of one player per team. So yeah, definitely, Tom, it's going to be done. Peter Duffy next up, and he wants to know, in our opinion, what was the best managerial appointment of 2021? Uh, Thomas Tuchel uh, or whatever his name is uh, I, I, Tuchel or whatever Tuchel I'm hearing loads of different um, uh, uh, people uh, pronouncing it different ways um, the best best managerial appointment of well, Colin O'Rourke is a huge one I think that's brilliant I think it's absolutely now that's no slight on Des Lane um, I just think that uh if, if Des Lane is stepping aside in Simonstown, that the right man to come in and try and get the maximum out of these players before a lot of them finish because they're starting to get on. Do you know what I mean? It, it is Colin O'Rourke. I think he could, I think Simonstown would be a big danger this year. I did a poll actually on Instagram picking out two of the biggest managerial appointments of. 2021 in my own eyes the first one was Davy Dalton in Carton and the second one was actually Davy Dalton in Carton and unsurprisingly who Davey, won? 
David Dalton won fifty one percent to forty nine percent. So right, and uh, and and what did Gordon win? <laughs> uh, but no, no. In all look at in all seriousness, there's there's two actually that I want to mention. Both the North Mead. Both actually junior clubs, as it turns out now, but I think they're excellent appointments. The first one is Colum Coyle in Sanchestown, or Sanchestown says me. Uh, from Sanchestown. Yeah, Castletown uh, from Sanchestown, of course. I think that's a great managerial appointment. And the other one, and this isn't, an, I'm not trying to be smart or funny in any way, they're probably, you know, on for maybe the worst junior A team in the county, but they've managed to get Jody Clark in from Condor, which yeah, is, that is huge. a massive, massive appointment. There's senior clubs in Mead which I'd love to have a man like that at the helm. So I think that's a great, great appointment from Drugandra to be fair. I know Jody Clark so well. And like that is, that is an unbelievable appointment um, for them. And if he can get, if he can get a, a song out of them, like they will make great strides. I'm not saying they'll go and win the junior championship, but they are coming from a seriously low ebb and there's plenty of improvement in them. And with that manager, if they, if they listen to Jody and they, and they, they they react to Jody the way they should. They you know the, the sky's the limit for them. Um, yeah. on on big appointments though, I think the column like as in senior clubs or whatever. I think the columns is is huge. Um, I'm trying to think of any of the other ones. Yeah, Pascal um, Keelehan and Summerhill would be another big. Yeah, David Dalton Gold Hughes as well is huge. Like uh, like that man has serious uh, credentials and kudos to Corton for getting him. But you you guys out there. There's no point in having such an amazing manager if you don't back him. Like similar to Drum Condrit, there's no point in getting Jody Clark if you don't, you know, do the work and back him. Like, ah, yeah, yeah. No, that's no offense. Right. That's 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 just you know. I'll move on before you do offend uh, me. Or <laughs> um, uh, Jelly is next up, and he says Peter Duffy's transfer rumors to Drummalee to lace Brennan's boots. Yeah, well. Um, <laughs> But it was in Simon soon he wouldn't lace them. So why would I don't, he lace I don't think he could tie laces, Mickey. That's the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, funny you mentioned that. I, I, I did notice that he always had Velcro. Poor <laughs> 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 MP. That's not like to stand up. Uh, as you can imagine, after doing the best tenders, an influx of Balnabracki questions, as per usual. But the first one's in from B- Barry Thompson, and he just said, the Bracks are class. That's not a question. That's a statement. Yeah. And the next <laughs> one is from Dara C9. And he says, county training during lockdown. What are they at? And before before I get your opinion on this one, Mickey, I actually got two messages from two current uh, Mead senior footballers who I won't name. But uh, one of them says, I could categorically deny that that is the case. And the other one says, Jesus, I hope that's not the case because I didn't get a call. <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, obviously, the, 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 the question from our anonymous uh, uh, listener is, you know, is, you know, a collective training. But I'm sure that they've all got their own programs that they're supposed to be doing and whatever during the lockdown. But I'm sure that they're not doing a collective training well, Flash Gordon sent me a DM after that went up, and I never even thought about this, but I'm sure you've seen Paddy O'Rourke's lip that was yeah. posted. Um, and Flash just sent me a message, and he says, "What is wrong with people? They don't actually realise that Paddy O'Rourke is in Australia. As yeah. in, they think he's still in Mead, and they still think he's in training with Mead, and that's where he got the busted lip from when he was training. So possibly, I don't know, the the mind boggles, but yeah, maybe that's what it was. All right, yeah." 
Uh, Brendan Byrne next up, and he said, who is the better work rate on the pitch, Richie Coffey or Edison Cavani? Well, yeah, it's tight. It's tight, Coffey or Cavani. Coffee they're both, they're Cavani. both similar, um, similar enough looking fellas. Um, you know, dark, creamy, that scary complexion about them. Um, and two workhorses, in fairness. We actually did a poll on that one as well, and I think Cavani just edged it 51 to 49. Then you know the, the people have answered the question. Simon Finn, what's Nicky Judge at this weather? Did you ring Nicky to find out? I just says I assume he's in getting a service on his knees, and he just sent me back the three monkey faces. So yeah, <laughs> must be. Yeah, yeah, I'd say that's what it is. Um, uh, whatever about what what Nicky Judge is up to, it's what's Nicky Judge's knees up to this this weather? Exactly. That's the My, question. Mighty Tommy, Tommy Carpenter out on screen. He says, Frank Carthy looking for a lend of a tenner because he can't afford Tinder gold. And I replied to him by saying, give Peter Duffy a shout. He is a, a discount code for 20% off and he'll he'll sort him out. That leaves it at eight euro. It's still, it's still fairly tight. Um, there's the, 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 just a, a question, David. There's, there's a Tinder gold? Yeah. It basically... Um, it's unlimited swipes, Mickey. So, like, Tinder limits you to 50, like, right swipes. So, like, if you want to swipe right to like the person, you only have 50 of those a day. Oh. <laughs> yeah, I know. Hang on, hang on. Only 50. Oh, only 50. Yeah, so you can only like, there's, potentially... there's, lads, there's lads out there that literally open their app and they just go like that. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And for all, like, our, listener, for all our listeners who are not watching the podcast... Davy is swiping his finger from left to right really, really fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Exactly. They'll know what I mean. But uh, basically, Tinder Gold enables you to have as many swipes as you want. I think it, it must be for 10 quid a month. <laughs> but what if... What if so, so you have to get a match. So what if those 50 women swiped right on you every day as well? That's... 350 women a week. Like, what the hell? I can categorically no, no, no. No, here so and now tell you that one woman is more than enough. <laughs> when, you, <laughs> when you swipe right, that's only your swipe. So they have to swipe right as well. That's what I'm saying, yeah. So, like, you have 50 swipe rights, but, like, only maybe only one or two of them might actually come back and match it, if that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, but what, what if all 50 of them did? Like, oh well, yeah. Jesus, you're creating an awful headache for yourself. Bloody <laughs> hell. Lads would argue that that's a good problem to have, Mickey, but... <laughs> yeah, anyway. yeah, yeah, they'll learn. They'll fucking learn. <laughs> David Finn, moving on swiftly, said, who got the Balnebracchi crest tattooed on their calf? I actually don't know, but if I was to guess, Ooh. it'd be probably that lunatic Andrew Munley who we put in the honourable mentions last week. Um... Or maybe Chesty. He's uh, he's a Kennedy from Balnebracchi. They'd be two of their more wilder characters, I would say. But I have no idea, to be fair. Two of their more wilder characters. They're all wild. Oh, yeah. um, these lads, I would, these lads are different. I would say if you were to pull down the socks of all of the players, they've all got a feckin' Balnebracchi badge. They've all been stamped. I'd say, uh, on the back of the leg. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's to make sure that if they go across the border in any of the other counties that everybody knows who they are, they're where they're from. Uh, Ronan Thompson is next up with the Balnebracchi trend continuing by saying, Mark Havnett the, being the most versatile player in Mead. And Mickey, this goes back to the best 10 because yeah. Mark Havnett is a brother of Sean's. And uh, Sean was an honourable mention. However, I might have said Mark by accident. 
So Mark is the second team keeper who was absolutely thrilled by getting the honourable mention. And apparently <laughs> Sean was disgusted. And then you're <laughs> taking it away. Uh, no, no, I said I'm keeping Mark as the honourable mention. He deserves the honourable mention. To hell with Sean. <laughs> um, um, and, and I wouldn't mind, but like all those years that Sean soldiered for Tyrone, like in midfield, and, and, you, and you're not even putting him in as an honourable mention. It's um, Sean with a C, whereas in Balnebracchi, it's K, it's K for Calvin. <laughs> That's how they differentiate themselves. Keith Connell is next, and he says, Carl Gibney and Alan Moore's Twitter rants. This is usually about Manchester United, by the way, Mickey. I'm sure you're privy to it, though. Yeah, I've seen a few of them, all right. And, uh, you know, I do like a couple of them, and then I do just drift away because uh, I've enough I have enough arguments to have on uh, on Twitter without having arguments over the soccer as well. Um, another soccer one from Ronan Thompson, and he says, any chance of an Arsenal watch-along? And I can just tell him, hand and heart now, you, you really don't want that in your life. It's What's an Arsenal watch-along? I'd imagine it's you sit down with Arsenal fans and just watch the games. Is it like a Zoom? So, like, you set up your Arsenal fans room and you, you have your Zoom call and go, right, we're all going to watch Arsenal now and be depressed together. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I couldn't think of anything worse, to be fair. Uh, <laughs> Dara Brown says, best Balnebracchi player of all time. Oh, of all time. Hmm. Oh, God, you go back through their history. Like, they've had an awful lot of, they've got the All-Ireland winners. Um, in Balnebracchi and the Mead team um, and they've probably had all Ireland, all Ireland winners on the Offaly and Kildare uh, <laughs> no but they have like and they've had National Football League winners but like in recent times you know you, you could mention a few like and, and, and Juicy would be definitely up there uh, with, with the best players but you know it's hard to know you don't remember the, the players that were on the All-Ireland winning teams. I, I, I was only a child at that stage. <laughs> yes, you don't either. <laughs> <laughs> I was only in my 20s, uh, you know. Uh, I think it was 1952 or something, I think, was the one I'm trying to remember. Uh, like, come here, I, I, I don't know who's gone before, but Juicy is their best player in their history, and I think that's, that's it. Well, in recent history. Recent of all history. time. Um. <laughs> Next one is from Sean Tobin, and he says, "Bring back the Green Stars values." hundred percent. Um, like we, we we have been doing our something similar mm. on the We Are Mead All Stars, um, which is uh, something that we do want to maybe you know make bigger over the next couple of years or whatever. And 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 had there been no lockdown this year, and had COVID gone away and whatever. We were hoping to do our um, our team of the year and uh, and our all stars or whatever you want to call it um, in in an establishment and you know maybe give the, the players a prize. So yeah, it is something that we would love to um, you know re reignite and reinvent and uh, over the next few years and uh, you know we'll see we'll see. But it is something that we would like to do. I think that you you need to honour your club players. Yeah. You really do. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. Um, finally, it is the man, the myth, the legend, P.S. Tapes, and he asked, is it true Mickey's big boot won him tickets to a Man United game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, God, he comes out with the good ones. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I went to uh, Old Trafford. Oh, God. 
must be about 15 years ago. I can't remember. And well, I've been a few times, but there was the time that I did the um the tour of the stadium, Davy. And uh, there's a there's a, so you're going through the whole uh, the the history of the club and whatever, and you're going through the museum and whatever, and you come to Georgie Best, and that was really emotional, the, the, the Georgie Best area and whatever. And then you go through another door, and the next thing is they've got this kind of little all-weather area, and uh, it's one pound uh, to have a penalty. And I was like, and there's no goalkeeper or anything, and I was like, well, why do you have to pay to, to take a penalty? And I said it to the guy, I said, why do you have to take, pay, take a penalty? And he goes, oh, it's, it's a competition. Whoever... Whoever can hit the hardest penalty um, wins wins two tickets and uh, wins a uh, VIP and an all expenses paid weekend to a Man United match. And uh, I was like, oh, Mr. Luck, I'll go in and have a go. Um, I have an awful boot of a ball and me as the lads would, would have always told me. But I never thought anything of it. I went in, took my five penalties, off I went. It was 80, 81.6 miles per hour. Um, and off I went, and, I, and he was going, that, that's pretty good, man. And I was like, going, ah, yeah, it is, I'm sure it is. And I didn't believe that there was going to be any. So the next thing is, anyway, uh, I was, uh, it was back in 09, because Des Lane was over Simonstown, and we were playing, um, we were playing St. Pat's, the first round of the league on the Sunday, uh, on, on, on Easter Sunday or something like this. But it, it was, or I think it was Easter Sunday, because it was the day that um, uh, Man United played Aston Villa. And what was your man's name? Oh, Ma, Ma, the Italian dude who scored that cracker. It was two all. Makeda. Makeda, and he put it in the top corner. That was the, I won tickets to that match, no, all inclusive and whatever. But I didn't go. Because I was vice captain of Simonstown and we were playing St. Pat's that morning. Did you win? In the league. We lost. Aww. There was loads of lads came straight from a wedding to the game, said they wouldn't be taking any alcohol on board, and they did. And that was the day that Des Lane uh, resigned from his post. And I was joint captain with Seamus Kenny at the time. And I was livid. I was after winning this all expenses played tournament. Oh, and then went to this went to this absolutely horrendous game that we played against uh, St. Pat's. And it was, uh, yeah, so, yeah, I won. I won tickets to, to that game. There you go. There's a nice little nugget to finish the podcast on. Davey, have you anything else that you want to bring to this week's episode? No, there was a couple of managerial uh, appointments in oh. the ladies' games. One in Dunshockland and Royal Gales who are going up um, to, to play senior football again. Um, and... It is Shane Farley of Castletown who's been involved with Mead underage teams. I think he is still presently the Mead minor ladies manager as well. But like that's an excellent appointment for Dunshockland and Royal Gales. I think they're a team that probably go up with, with a bit of aspirations now of challenging and, and taking on uh, senior football. Is the Mead minor ladies manager not Fergal Lynch? I think it's Shane. I think it's Shane Farley now, to be honest, which I think Fergal spell- was in the past. But um, oh right, I thought he was last year. I thought he was the Mead Miners manager uh, last year. He was the year before last in 2019, definitely. So maybe he was in 20. Maybe he wasn't in 2020. I didn't realize that. But the backroom team that he's bringing in with him is just like 
it's it's absolutely incredible. He's like the people he's bringing in with him. So from probably from my own area, the couple of the girls that are going in to help, Ger Doherty, who's um, I suppose a Mead Ladies legend, really, and still playing with St Dalton's Ladies, is going in as the forward coach. Irene Munley, who was a former All Star goalkeeper for Mead back in the day, another St Dalton's great. She's going in as defence coach. Um, his selectors um, include Dave McAtee, who's been involved in Dunshockland for a number of years. Alan Riley, who's had great success with the, with the Royal Gales at underage level as well as the ladies. He was the mentor um, with the championship winning team in 2020. Um, they have Brian Williams going in, who was, um, he's been goalkeeper for Nafina during his playing career, but he's a successful goalkeeping coach as well. And they have Emmett O'Callaghan, who's long-standing um, involvement and relationship with the Chocolin as well. So an absolutely incredible team going in there with Shane Farley, um, which will be really interesting to, to see how they go. And also over in Giltail, um in Camogie, They've appointed, and this is a real coup, by the way, John Davis, the legendary John Davis, who's been involved with Mead Camogie for yeah. a number of years. He's won two or three, three championships in, what, a 12 or 13-year span. And he's been out of the game since resigning as Mead Camogie manager, what, in 20, 2019, I think it was, Mickey, 2018. End of 2019, um, yeah. And he's going in there to manage them. And uh, I think his, his son, John Jr., who's been involved with that Kiltail team in recent years as well, is going to give him a hand and give him a bit of a dig out. But that's a really savvy and excellent appointment by the Kiltail ladies. Yeah, it really is. Um, and uh, obviously Royal Gales um, are hoping to lose that yo-yo tag. And they are really putting out all the stops to, uh, to compete at that senior level bringing in such an amazing management team and of course John Davis gone there to the Kiltail Camogie team that's 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 another uh, huge appointment and we wish them all the very best luck in the upcoming year whenever it does get uh, started anything else Davey for the podcast Shinae Mick Shinae well remember we are Mead Fight it matters more